Happy Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy Cade on NFL Study Hall. Uh, Zach, unfortunately, will not be able to join me today, so I am holding down the fort by myself. But hey, you know, that's okay. Um, going into this week, week eight, this is the halfway point of the NFL season. I'll be honest, I'm a little bit nervous about game picks. Zach, with a combined score between his game picks and his score predictions, is beating me 132 to 110. And that's a little bit disturbing, considering I'm down 22 going into just the halfway point. So I'm going to have to buckle down, get some stuff going. I'm already at a loss, considering I missed the Carolina-Atlanta pick. Atlanta will pull out a really cool victory, and we'll get uh, into that. Hopefully together, we'll get into that next week. But this week, we've got 13 other games between Sunday and one game money to get into. And there are a lot of close games. I have more predictions this week that are within one score than I believe I've ever had ever this season. Really looking forward to it, so let's just dive in. Our first matchup is the New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo, they pulled off a nail-biting victory against the New York Jets, which concerns me a little but I think this is still a really good overall football team at 5-2. and two. I think they'll have a nice comeback win. Not necessarily a comeback during the game, but a comeback from some very poor games they've played over a very struggling New England. New England hasn't been able to do anything in the air with Cam, and not even their backups can get anything done. Uh, this, is, this is just a team that has lost heart in its um, quarterback. They've lost heart in the team overall, and they're just a very depressing team. I don't know. I don't think Bill Belichick is a guy who would tank, but honestly, I'm looking to the draft. If I'm a New England Patriots fan, your season is done. You have two teams in Buffalo and Miami who are going to take the race for this division, and the wild card is just a joke right now. So I think Buffalo has a nice game. Josh Allen hopefully can come back. He has struggled in these last three games, but I think Buffalo gets a nice victory, 27-14 to over the New England Patriots. Next on the docket, we have the Tennessee Titans at the Cincinnati Bengals. Tennessee, with a missed field goal by the veteran Steven Goskowski, loses its undefeated record to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, they could almost take a break when they go and play Cincinnati. But, since, but Tennessee has one of the best overall offenses in the league with a powerful arm in Ryan Tannehill that I think is very underrated, and everyone knows about Derrick Henry. I mean, he's the beast. He is the next beast, in my opinion, right next to Marshawn Lynch. That's how strong and how powerful this guy is. So I think Tennessee is going to easily take this one. Uh, Cincinnati is just struggling. They're struggling overall. They have a terrible offensive line. Joe Burrow is struggling getting the ball through the air, although I still think he's throwing too many passes. You, You can't throw plus 40 passes a week and as a rookie and still be competitive in the NFL in these days. you got to have a well-balanced offense. You see that in Kansas City. You see that in New Orleans. You see that in Tennessee, who they're going to play against this week. So Cincinnati's just not in the right spot right now. Hopefully they can salvage their season a little bit. Uh, they're, they're definitely going to have a good draft pick next year. And offensive line, you got to go for offensive line. you got to give Joe Burrow some cover. And their defense, they're just going to have to live with right now. Help them in the def- helping them in the offseason. Maybe make a trade, but I don't. I don't see many bright spots to Cincinnati. Tennessee is going to easily take this one on a bounce back victory, thirty four to seventeen in a dominating fashion over the Cincinnati Bengals. 
The next game is a little bit closer. I've got the Las Vegas Raiders playing the Cleveland Browns. And both teams have struggled as of late um, but with heartbreaking losses. But, or actually, Cleveland just came off a win. I should give them that. Cleveland just came off a win. But Las Vegas gets blown away by uh, Tampa Bay last week. This one I'm not really sure about because they both have their strong points and they both have their weak points. Cleveland, I think, is allowing a little too many points on the offense. And Las Vegas has a phenomenal offense with Derek Carr, who's actually looking pretty good. Josh Jacobs is looking phenomenal as a running back. So they've got a well-balanced offense. Cleveland on defense is just allowing too many points. However, they do have that extremely strong offense. When you go to Baker Mayfield, when you go to Kareem Hunt, now that they lose Odell Beckham, Nick Chubb's not going to come back this week, but he's going to start hopefully warming up soon so they can get him back. But I don't think that's to say that this isn't a Cleveland offense that can that uh, shouldn't be overlooked. I mean, they still have weapons, even at the tight end position with Najoku and Austin Hooper, that Baker Mayfield, I personally think, needs to go to way more. I mean, these are two powerful tight ends that are just being underutilized all season. Las Vegas just gave up 45 points to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I know it's I know it's Tampa Bay, and I know it's Tom Brady, but it's still too many points, especially late. Three touchdowns late in the fourth quarter, that's unacceptable. I think there's going to be a close game. Both defenses have struggled recently, and both offensives have um, they've been doing all right, but they've been clicking very nicely this season. I think it's going to be a close bat matchup. I'm going to take the home team in Cleveland just because I think they have the better. I think they have the better overall team, better head coach. Well, I can't say that now. Sorry, take that back. John Gruden is amazing. Just the attitude and the way Cleveland has played this season from one of the worst teams two years ago to now they're five and two and contending for a wild card slot in a tough AFC division. I'm gonna take Cleveland at home in a nice close game, 31 to 30. And this is gonna be a quarterback battle. We all know the running backs are special, but the quarterbacks are gonna to have to step up. We'll see who um makes it happen for his team. But I like Cleveland. 31 to 30 in maybe a last second field goal. We'll know. Indianapolis Detroit is up next. And Indianapolis is looking very strong this year. And coming off a bye, playing a Detroit team that just had a very, very close victory against the Atlanta Falcons that maybe should have been given to the Falcons, even though they blew the fourth quarter lead. But you've got Indianapolis on a bye. In Detroit, who just played a really hard game, I think this is no doubt Indianapolis. Detroit has surprised me on offense this year with how they've been able to come back in late in the fourth quarter. I'm still going to take Indianapolis because I think their defense is just too strong. Uh, Philip Rivers will struggle a little bit, but I don't think Jonathan Taylor does. I think this running back is the future of this team, and I'm going to take Indianapolis 28-24 to in another tight game. I think Detroit makes it competitive, but overall, Indianapolis will win this game. Next, we have a repeat of Week 1, Minnesota versus Green Bay, except this one's in Green Bay, which makes this one even easier to pick. Minnesota has looked awful. Kirk Cousins does not look like his salary says. He's been struggling getting the ball to his receivers. He's thrown way too many early interceptions. And their defense, they're basically trading away their defense. They've uh, just traded away 
Uh, they trade away Njoku. Now Hunter. Um, they've got nobody on defense, nobody in the secondary. I think Green Bay wallops these guys. 35-24. to 24, A phenomenal home game victory. Aaron Rodgers is, other than the game against Tampa Bay, he's looking like an MVP caliber type guy. So Green Bay will not have a problem with this one. Minnesota, I I still think Green Bay's defense needs a little bit of work, and that's why I'm going to give Minnesota 24 points, simply because Green Bay's defense. And Minnesota, I shouldn't say they have nobody on offense anymore. Dalvin Cook will be back this week, and Adam Thielen and Justin Sefferson are still people to be reckoned with. So they'll they'll have some points, but I think Green Bay is not going to stop anytime soon. Another team that won't stop anytime soon is the Kansas City Chiefs, who are going at home against the New York Jets. In my opinion, this is the number one team against the number 32 team. And I don't think a lot of people would disagree with me. Kansas City, in my opinion, has the best overall team in the NFL. Their their defense has been definitely the most surprising factor. They have been all over the statistics charts in the top 10. They're having turnovers. They're creating sacks. I mean, it's Halloween. And I believe it was last year, uh, Sam Darnold saw ghosts against the New England Patriots. Yeah, he'll be seeing ghosts again this week, except his name is going to be Chris Jones. Holy cow, he has been dominant up the middle this year and then has been forcing turnovers, creating sacks. He'll be a complete force in this game. I don't think Kansas City's going to have to do much on offense. Patrick Mahomes might do his thing. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been the rookie they have hoped for. And with how balanced this offense is with a dominating defense, I see this team going all the way again, and nothing's really going to stop them, especially in the AFC. I'll take Kansas City in this game, 34-7. to Now, a lot of talk has been going on recently and will probably continue on the rest of the year, whether Sam Darnold is the future of the New York Jets. That question I don't think can be determined yet until Adam Gase is gone. I've even said this in this podcast, but Adam Gase is the key to the um, the Jets' uh, atrociousness, I should say. He is not calling good plays, he's not making good deals, and he has bad relationships with players. He's not the right guy in New York, and I pray that New York will get rid of him before the season ends. Kansas City, Bo, will... Um, We'll take this one very handily. All right, now it's my turn to talk about Miami. Miami is going to be playing at home against the LA Rams. Miami coming off a bye week. The Rams coming off a nice victory over Chicago. And I'm sad Zach isn't really here to talk about this because I know he has been looking all year for this game because his man, Tua Tungavailoa, will be starting for the Miami Dolphins. And here's my take on it. Tua is a phenomenal quarterback. I don't want to put anything against him for that. But this is a Rams team that is second in overall pass defense and fifth in yards per game passing allowed. This Rams team has been looked stellar on defense. I'm actually kind of surprised. Uh, I thought they would be degraded after some major trades went down and their terrible season last year. On the flip side, Ryan Fitzpatrick, when he started for Miami, looked amazing. Mike Gaskin running the ball still looks really good. On the flip side of that, the Rams are eighth in run defense. I mean, like, this is a 
really good surprising offense in Miami against a very good surprising defense in the Rams. I'll just say this. I think Miami is going to win. I think if they have the best overall team, they have all the momentum in the world right now, especially coming off a bye and they're playing at home. I think Tua does good. Hopefully he'll throw a few interceptions, but the key to this game is Mike Gaskin because with his running attack, I think he can get to the outside and hopefully put up some yards and not put all the stress on Tua because if Tua has to throw 40 plus passes, then Miami will lose this game. Guaranteed. It has been shown in Joe Burrow and it will probably happen to Tua. He he's a phenomenal pocket passer, but he can't put 40 passes down on his first go around, especially against his Rams defense. That being said, I'm still going to take Miami because they have shown to be the overall best team. And Miami on defense has arguably the best secondary in the league. Jared Goff has looked great, but he has been able to put the deep ball on. And even if he tries this week, Miami's going to stifle it. I think the Rams are going to have to use mostly their run attack, which hasn't been great. So I think they'll struggle. Um, Jared Goff will throw less than 300 yards in this game. That is my bold prediction. I don't think it's that bold considering how good Miami's defense is. So all their touchdowns will come in short passes and running, but Miami's going to get it done in the air and on the ground, giving Miami 30-28 to 28 in a fun ballgame to watch with Tua coming in. Another game that's going to be great to watch is Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Baltimore Ravens. And... I mean, this is clearly the game of the week. You got the undefeated Steelers against the 5 1 Ravens, and this will decide a lot when it comes to uh, how this division will play out at the end of the year. I think Pittsburgh's defense is stellar. And there's really just nothing other to say. Minka Fitzpatrick has looked great. Uh, TJ Watt has been rushing phenomenally. Um, Pittsburgh is gonna, Pittsburgh's going to get the win. That's my take. Pittsburgh's going to win 24 21. It's going to be a close game. Big Ben has not looked spectacular at quarterback, but James Conner looked amazing on running. Baltimore, they can't get anything in the air. They're second worst in yards per or um, yards in the air per game. Lamar Jackson has been mainly doing it with his legs, which against this Pittsburgh's defense is not going to cover. You've got to get the ball in there somehow, not necessarily deep, but you cannot just do an all-run game attack against the Steelers' defense. And for that reason, I'm going to take the Steelers because I think they have the better defense and the better overall offense. Baltimore has really just been decided on their run game, which is number one in the league in yards per game. So Baltimore is completely one-sided. They're number one in yards per game rushing, but they're number two, they're second to last in yards per game passing. And Pittsburgh's going to know that. Pittsburgh's going to come in, they're going to put everyone in the middle front seven. Everyone's going to go in there and stifle that run defense. So unless Lamar can have an amazing game in the air, Baltimore's going to have no chance. I still think this is going to be a close game. Give me Pittsburgh 24-21. to Out west, we've got the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Denver Broncos. And I'll give it to them. Denver has looked amazing on defense these last few games. They were able to pressure Patrick Mahomes last week. And really kind of like hold his attack in the air. Again, Denver defense, great. Their offense is still struggling. Drew Locke cannot get anything going in the air. Their run game with Philip Lindsay, who's now, I believe, injured, has looked okay. Los Angeles Chargers, 
Justin Herbert has played great. He's not throwing the ball too many times, but when he is, he's making it work. And I love they were able to hit 39 points up on the Jaguars last week. I love their strategy. I love their schemes. Their defense is still allowing too many points. I mean, 29 points allowed against Jacksonville, unacceptable. It cannot happen. And I think that's why this is going to be a closer game than people think. Uh, I shouldn't say that. People are going to think this is a good game. I'm going to take the Chargers. I like Justin Herbert. I like what he's been doing. This defense is going to be really hard to take down. But Herbert has looked both good in the air and on his legs. Give me Los Angeles 31-24 to in a big win for the Chargers. Going to Chicago, we got the uh, the Saints versus the Bears in Illinois. This one is an interesting one to me because New Orleans overall has not looked spectacular. They've gotten wins. They're on a win streak, I believe, of three games right now. Chicago, though, has surprisingly held up in some good games until the Rams game last week where they got absolutely obliterated 24-10. to that being said, Chicago should have a better bounce back game. I think New Orleans has found its stride with both Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees. Uh, they're hurting on the receiving end of the ball. Hopefully, Mike, Mike, uh, Tom, Michael Thomas will be back soon. Give me New Orleans in this one, 30-27, based on the veteran uh, QB Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Alvin Kamara should have a big game against the Bears defense. Bears are going to put up some points. They'll put up 27. And again, this is a close game, and I'm not too sure who to go with. I'm going to take, though, the the age of and the experience of the Saints to outdo this very young, uh, new Bears team. San Francisco and Seattle. This is an afternoon Sunday game, and it's just as big as the New Orleans-Chicago game because this is a division rival. This is a division matchup that will determine a lot in the rest of the season. You got Seattle at 5 and 1 and you got San Francisco at 4 and 3. Seattle had a very heartbreaking loss last week when they had some penalties in overtime, some late interceptions, and San Francisco had a very dominating game against the New England Patriots, absolutely stifling any attempt at off at the offense. With those things in mind, Russell Wilson will not lose two games in a row this year. He He's just not going to allow it. San Francisco defense is very beat up. The, Nick Bosa is still out. Their secondary is still beat up. And San Francisco has also lost some key matchups on the offensive side. Debo Samuel is out. Jeff Wilson Jr. is out. I mean, they are hurting for weapons. They really only have George Kittle. Luckily, he's been great. But that can't win football games. I know Seattle is one of the worst defenses in the league right now. They're allowing so many points. But Seattle's offense is the best in the league right now. And they will prove it in week 8. Give me Seattle, 35-30. to Nice high-scoring game, but it eventually leads in the 49ers' downfall. Sunday Night Football. We've got the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Dallas. Dallas. Dead. Dallas is playing Philadelphia. Okay, and Philadelphia is going to win the game. They're going to win 27 to 14 because Dallas has absolutely ruined their 2020 year, both from a management side, a coaching side, and a playing wise and injury wise. Let's start with injuries. Dak Prescott goes down. Wow, that hurts. Well, then you have Andy Dalton who goes down. 
Ikes, that's hard. Now you've got a rookie third-string quarterback named Ben DiNucci, who will be starting for the Dallas Cowboys. Honestly, I don't know much about this guy, but he has some talent, and he might be able to spark this offense. I just hope... I don't, I don't know. I don't think the heart is there anymore. I don't think Dallas really wants to win. You didn't see them defend Andy Dalton when he had the massive concussion against the Washington Redskins. You don't see them trying very hard. You see uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who's fumbling the ball like he's a high schooler. There's just there's nothing in this Dallas Cowboys team that shows me they want to win out the rest of the season. And unfortunately, they will probably lose most of the games this year and get hopefully a good draft pick. Philadelphia, on the other hand, you need to win this game. You're ahead in their division. Dallas is falling out. Washington is picking up speed. And you need a victory to just cement your rule in the number one position. Carson Wentz has not looked good. I ha- I have to say, he's just not looked good. The running game has held this team together with Boston Scott and Miles Sanders. While the Philadelphia Eagles have the easiest division in the NFL, they need to figure out the passing game. Carson Wentz needs to find his stride because come playoff times, you have teams, well, you have everybody in the NFC West who's who might go to the playoffs this year, honestly. You got Seattle, Arizona, LA Rams, San Francisco. And then you go up to the south, you've got the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints, and then you got the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers. I mean, these guys are all fighting for spots in the playoffs. And Philadelphia, whoever you're going to play, like you're playing right now, you will get destroyed. And you've got to get some momentum. You've got to figure out your t- timing. You've got to figure out who you are as an identity. And it all starts with this week, week eight, Sunday night against the Dallas Cowboys. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles 27-14. to Our last game this week will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New York Giants. And this is about as big of a matchup or as big of a, um, shall I say, joke as the Kansas City Chiefs versus the New York Jets. I mean, the two best teams versus the two worst teams, Tampa Bay is going to easily take this one. I'm, I'm arguing that Tampa Bay is the best team in the NFC right up there with Seattle. So yeah, Seattle might have Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay has one of the best defenses, a surprisingly amazing defense. Tom Brady is finally finding his stride, and now you've got Antonio Brown, who won't come this week, but he'll come next week. Your weapons are all across the board. Now you've got Grant getting in the game. I, this, is, this is spectacular for Tampa Bay. And the New York Giants have fallen into a hole, can't get out, and they might even dig their hole deeper. Daniel Jones is doing more on the ground than he is in the air. His weapons are hurting. They're not. They're just not getting open. They're getting stifled. His offensive line is terrible. You have nothing in the run game. Devontae Freedom has been a bust pretty much since they traded him. And you've, you've just been getting lucky with what you've done. Tampa Bay is going to win. It's going to be 37-10. to 10, Absolute blowout. I don't think Tom Brady will have any mercy against the Giants. Considering he lost two Super Bowls to them, this will be a fun game to watch to see how... Tom Brady absolutely dismantles the Giants' defense. And with that, we have completed our Week 8 discussion of the NFL, our predictions and scores. I do not currently have Zach's score picks, but I can guess they will be maybe just a tad different than mine. He has them, though, and we will let let you know 
what he has uh, predicted next week when we recap week eight. Again, happy Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Cade Chumsland on NFL Study Hall signing off. Y'all have a great weekend.